Welcome to the Centro Church Podcast. To find out more about Centro Church, please visit us at centrochurch.com.au or download our smartphone app today. And uh, if you are visiting here, big hello. Uh, my name is Tim and I'm one of the pastors on staff here at, uh, at Centro Church. And uh, we're one church in two locations right now this morning in about half an hour. Uh, we have the other half of our family meeting over in Collingwood Park. And uh, after this, I'm going to go over there and the, sh- uh, the uh, thought that I'm going to share today, I'll go and uh, share with the rest of our family. In the house this morning, we have our lead pastors, Pastor John and Francine Hunt. Why don't we make them feel welcome in the city today? Woo-hoo! Very cool. And uh, who enjoyed our one service last week? Man, wasn't that fun? Who got to ride on the train? Three people. Who, no, who, come on, be honest. We're family here. Who, who went on the train? <laughs> Man, that thing was awesome. In fact, I saw our um, kids pastor Adam Price on there every single time. I just, I just, I, I think we just dropped the kids off, left them to fend for themselves while our pastors went on the train ride, and so that was really cool. And uh, one thing that I did learn at our one service last week, um, you already know this because you've been here for ages. I'm just new to this, and uh, I did learn something new about our senior pastors that when they get too close sparks do fly and uh, I was like whoa okay that's new that's cool (laughs) so anyway um, I just thought that was funny (laughs) so (laughs) cool hey uh, this morning I just want to share a thought about thoughts a thought about thoughts see the reason that you're here today is because you had a thought Um, you had uh, a, a, a thought, maybe it was a thought of, oh, it's Sunday, it's church day, I've got to get ready for church. Uh, maybe your thought was, uh, I'm on team, you know, I'm, on ser- I'm, I'm serving in some capacity, so I've got to get ready, I've got to come to church, I've, so I've got to go there. Um, you know, maybe your thought was something like, um, I'm getting behind in my clash of clans, and, uh, you know, the kids keep annoying me, so I'll drop them off at the kids' church, then I can come into the service and get some coins in my clash of clans. Anyone here this morning? playing clash of clans no they're looking down playing that right now that's right (laughs) you're here because of a thought and i just believe that our thoughts uh usually become actions a lot of the actions that we haven't in fact every action that we make comes from a thought and so this morning i want to share some thoughts on thoughts and i want to specifically look at some toxic thoughts this morning some things that i think sometimes we think about we think to ourselves or we think about other people that are just going to bring toxic attitudes and actions into our life see everything jesus was about was about action it was about bringing hope to the hopeless it was about bringing life to those who couldn't who didn't have life it was about uh, bringing clothes it was about bringing food and water to those who couldn't have those things and so to Jesus actions are important and what's interesting is that all actions start out with a thought and so my thought this morning is what are you thinking about good that was deep straight to the altar call pastor Tim and uh, uh, this morning, I want us to get our Bibles out. I just think that's a great place to start. And so let's get our Bibles. We're going to turn to Philippians 4. It's on the screen if you don't have it. And uh, you can get your phone out. Turn to Philippians 4, verses 8 to 9. When you got it, yell out, got it. If you're still looking, yell out, wait up. Hurry up. 
TV show? What was it? Um, Hurry up. What was that? Mr. Squiggle. Oh, who remembers Mr. Squiggle? That was fantastic. Hurry up. Philippians 4, 8 to 9. I would have loved to have been on Mr. Squiggle. It's a great TV show. Anyway. You got it, Greg? We're all waiting for you. <laughs> it says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Who knows when the preacher says one final thing, it's not the final thing. <laughs> Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting these things into practice. And at the very end it says, and the God of peace will be with you. It's interesting that, you know, uh, as humans, the one thing that we all want is peace in our life. And it's the one thing that we all want to attain. And, and let me tell you this this morning, uh, there is a way to get peace and it has nothing to do with other people and everything to do with the way that we think the way that we think about ourselves, the way that we think about situations, and the way that we think about other people. Um, what I want to bring to your attention this morning is this part of the scripture where it says, fix your thoughts. Paul says, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. Three words in the English. Paul didn't say fix your thoughts because he didn't speak English. He used one word, and that word was called hosos. Hosos. Turn to your neighbor and say, hosos. Hosos, the word hosos means this. It means to have much of or make a habit. means to have much of or make a habit. What Paul is saying is this. Hey, church, make it a habit to think of things that are true. Make it a habit to look for honorable things. Make it a habit in your life to think of right things, of pure things, of lovely things, of, admir of admirable things. See, habits are amazing things. In fact, established habits cause us to make unconscious decisions. Um, I don't know about you. I've certainly done it. Um, have you ever taken, like, driven someone to their destination, but in your mind you're not driving to their destination? Have you ever found yourself driving somewhere else and you drive past their corner and they say oh that was my turn and you're like oh oh I've, 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 you know it's quite funny every time that happens to someone I always ask wait where were you going in your head where were you going <laughs> you know <laughs> um what up this one I don't know if you do I I do um you know when you get into bed and uh, it's time to go to sleep and uh, it might be a, a warm night or it doesn't matter you're just in bed um and you get it under the blankets and you start trying to find all the cool spots in the bed do you do that? No, neither do I, no. <laughs> Someone else told me about it. <laughs> it's just a habit, you know. I'm, I'm the cool spot stealer in, in my household. In fact, I'm, I'm a lucky man. I married uh, a person who likes warm spots. And so I get to steal the cold spots and then Kat gets the warm spots and I just get brownie points for being me. It's awesome. And so, you know, us humans, we have funny habits and habits make us uh, uh, do things un consciously and unfortunately we can train ourselves to have unconscious decisions we can train ourselves to unconsciously think maybe the wrong way we've habitually allowed ourselves to have bad thoughts which 
causes us to constantly be on autopilot to think negatively. I love the relationship series that, that we did uh, last month it was. In Pastor John's first message, he talked about benevolent illusion. And in that, he talked about how in relationships, you know, why is it that we constantly think the negative of our partner? You know, why is it that we're, co- that we're on autopilot to think negative? And I think it's just because it becomes a habit. We just, it's just a habit that we don't trust people. It's just a habit that we don't think of, of, of right things. It's just a habit that maybe we don't think of... of, of you know, that, that, that they have our best intention at heart. And, at, at heart. and so we constantly are on this autopilot with negative thinking. But Paul says, fix your thoughts. Make it a habit to think differently. Create a new habit in your life and focus your mind. See, the thing is, you can't live a happy life unless you're focused. A thought life of not focusing on good things usually leads to a life of fear, insecurity, and doubt because we're not focused and so we immediately go to the negative that I'm not good enough, they're better than me, my life is ruined, you know, there's nothing good in my life and so we, we focus on the wrong thing. You know, I used to think that fear and faith were opposites. I used to think that fear and faith were opposites. I used to think that insecurities and hope were opposites. Until I realized that they're not. They're actually, they're actually, they actually stem from the same root cause, which is focus. Fear is simply a result of focus. Faith is simply a result of focus. Remember when I was younger, uh, I woke up at about three in the morning, one morning, and um, I heard this that doesn't scratch at all. That wasn't a good illustration at all. I heard this scratching and tapping on my window. And I'm like, man, what's that? I'm, you know, freaked. So I jumped out of bed and I opened up my curtains and I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything outside. It was dark, and, uh, but I was scared. I was focused on what I had heard and I immediately thought there was someone out to get me. So I ran into my parents' room and opened up the window and looked down the side of my house and I still couldn't see anything. But my dad woke up and he said, what's up, boy? Go back to bed. I said, Dad, there's someone outside. He said, no, there's not. Go to bed. I said, Dad, there is someone outside. There's someone outside and they're going to kill us. So my dad, being a, being a great dad, he said, shut up and get to bed. No, no. <laughs> he got up, me and I, and, and uh, put pants on and uh, went outside and started looking. And so I went back to my bedroom, opened up the curtain, and I looked outside waiting for Dad to you know, bust a cap on this guy and as I'm looking outside, I look down and on the other side of the windowsill, I see these hands crouching down like this. Have you been so scared that you freeze? I froze. Like, I could feel my heart you know, regurgitating up here. I froze and, I, and there's this guy outside and I could see his hands and, and, and then his hands moved. Oh man, I was so scared. I was so focused on this, I was so scared. And then his hands moved again and then something happened. I realized that every time my hands moved, his hands moved. And my brain said, my heart said, I don't know who what said. I realized, oh, it's me. 
I'm the bad guy outside crouching down. And my focus shifted. It was no longer scared about some guy outside trying to kill me. But now my focus was, Tim, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But there was nothing outside, yet I was scared. There was nothing dangerous to me. There was nothing out to get me, yet my focus was on this fear. See, fear and faith have the same root cause, which is focus. What you focus on, you're going to become. What you focus on, you're going to get. If you think that you are not as good as everyone else, then yes, you're right. If you think that, you know, uh, 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 if you think that you are poor, then yes, you're right. But let me tell you this, what you focus on, you become in your mind. Your mind then leads to actions. Focus is a powerful thing. Focus is a powerful thing. Uh, I remember um, two years ago, Malachi's five now, my eldest boy, Malachi, he's five, and uh, he really, really loves football. Um, it was his choice. It was his choice, and um, he, he loves football, and he was three years old, and I wanted him to go and play. So I went to our, um, to our club captain, and they ran a program called Squirts, which was for young kids, for, for kids that are around about the five-year-old mark. And so I went to him and said, hey, listen, Mally's three, but, you know, he really wants to play, so can we put him in? And uh, he was like, yeah, no worries, you know, that's fine. I'm like, oh, cool, great. So I took him into Squirts, took him into soccer, and he started playing in this team against other four- and five-year-olds. And pretty quickly, as a parent, I began to become frustrated you know um he wasn't running as fast as the five-year-olds he wasn't kicking as good as the five-year-olds he he's his ball skills weren't as good and you know and every afternoon we were outside and you know I would make him dribble to me not like dribble he was dribbling but you know I make him dribble shoot and we were training and he was good but he wasn't as good as and I was getting frustrated and so I went to my friend who for the sake of the story we'll call him Steve Uh, because that was his name and so I went to Steve and I said hey bro um, I'm frustrated Mally's shooting isn't as good his dribbling skills aren't as good he's not running as fast Uh, his passing is horrendous I feel like I'm watching Wayne Rooney Um, (laughs) that was that was for you Hilsey that was for you I am a United fan but I do think we should sell Rooney Um, so all the football people said Amen. Preach it, pastor. I'm going to answer the altar call this morning. So I went to Steve and I said, I'm frustrated. And what he said changed my life. In fact, this whole message is based on this one thing that he said to me. He goes, Tim, number one, he grabbed my shoulders and he goes, the kid's three. Settle down. I was like, oh, okay. No worries. Okay. The second thing he said is the title of my message this morning. He said, The only thing you need to teach your boy, the only thing that you need to teach Malachi is this. Keep your eyes on the ball. Keep your eyes on the ball. If you want Mally to get better at shooting, if you want his dribbling to get better, if you want his passing to get better, just teach him one thing when he's three. Keep your eyes on the ball. You know, we find Paul uh, speaking to a church in the town of Philippi and they're going through a hard time that their thoughts are, are a bit muddled Paul comes into the situation he says hey church just do one thing 
Keep your eye on the right things. Keep your eyes on the ball. Fix your thoughts on what is good. Don't worry about what else is happening. Don't make life more complicated than it needs to be. Just focus on right things. Focus on good things. You know, it's so easy for us to fall into a state of depression when we're constantly thinking I'm not good enough or that person's better than me or I'm always failing. It's so easy, you know, uh, to lack energy. You know, when I think, man, I, I just don't want to do it. You know, I, I just, I'm not good enough. I, I'm not this, I'm not that. It's so easy to take your eyes off the ball when you're distracted by everything else. You know, Peter began to sink when he changed his focus. Elijah wanted to commit suicide when he changed his focus. Jonah wanted to run the other way when he changed his focus. Ananias and Sapphira backslid because they changed their focus. David committed adultery because he changed his focus. Moses was consumed with insecurity because he wasn't focused. Jesus Christ finds himself in the garden of Gethsemane and he says God take this away from me I don't want to do this but not my will but your will be done let me tell you here this morning I'm glad that Jesus kept his focus I'm glad that Jesus kept his eyes on the ball I'm glad that Jesus kept his eyes on the right things in life because his focus took him to the cross and paid my sin come on someone give God some praise this morning Oh man, it's all about focus. Focus is essential. Focus is essential. What I focus on, I'm going to become. Yeah? What I focus on is what I become. So I guess the question is this morning, uh, what's keeping you back from being the person that God's called you to be? What's keeping you back? What's keeping me back from being the person that God has called me to be? And I'd imagine that uh, if we were to answer this honest, uh, this question honestly, most of the issues that we would say, oh, here's why I don't think I'm doing what God you know, has for me. Here's why I'm not living a life of faith. I think most of the answers would revolve around people. You know, uh, that they're the reason why... Uh, I think that revolve around events. You know, this happened to me. Um, this happened in my family. That's why um, I think uh, answers would be maybe financial situations. You know, um, this this is bringing stress to me. I, I don't have enough money for that. Maybe a health condition. You know, uh, I don't have the energy. Um, you know, I, I'm debilitated. Uh, I, I can't do that. Um, you know, and so we we would probably use these excuses to say this is why, um, you know, I can't do what God has called me to do. In fact, um, this is how powerful focus is. We could have uh, actually in my old church in Mackay, um, there was two people who were suffering with the same health condition. They had a form of cancer, and it was quite interesting. This was a few years back. It's quite interesting the power of focus. Uh, one of the ladies. Um, loved Jesus, you know, and she went through this battle, and in the end, she lost. Her. They, both women died, but the power of focus was amazing. One, one of the women had a sweet spirit, and they loved Jesus through the whole thing. 
didn't blame other people, didn't blame God, loved Jesus, believed for healing. She was full of faith. She was focused on, on those things. But, you know, for some reason, um, you know, uh, uh, she had passed away. The other person uh, quickly left the church and blamed God. And uh, it was everybody else's fault. And, and the stress in my life caused me to get sick. And, you know, uh, I don't know where she stood at the end, but she certainly wasn't a happy camper, you know, leading up to that. And so, you know, it's quite interesting that we could have two people in this church sitting in the same row going through maybe the same, maybe family issue, maybe the same financial issue. One person can be focused on good things, and even though they're going through a load of, it's a good word, trouble. (laughs) I was thinking something else. But Lynn kept us focused. Oh, who was it? Oh, it wasn't Lynn. Uh, there we go. Yeah, that's right. And one person can have the exact same issue and not th- be thinking of good things and in fact be blaming, you know, be down, be depressed. And it's all about focus. Your thoughts will make you or break you. So this morning, I just want to give us just a few things that maybe uh, we've all at one time or rather in our life, uh, thought this way. And uh, these things don't bring life. They don't bring light, life, or increase. They'll only bring death, darkness, and destruction if we think like this. And so I just want to go through a few thoughts, write them down. You know, maybe this morning you'll see one of these words and you'll go, oh yeah, you know, I can relate to that one. I'm not saying you're a bad person because we think like this. All I'm saying is, hey, I think that we just need to focus our mind on better things then the words that we're going to see on the screen this morning, we just need to focus on better things. And so let's throw them up there today while we uh, talk through. The first one uh, will be cynicism or pessimism. You know, anyone got a rhetorical question? Anyone got a pessimistic friend? You know, everything just doesn't, it's just not good. You know, nothing's right. You know, everything's bad. You know, pessimistic uh, people, everything is, is, is horrible. Uh, you know, they say the best people to borrow money from are pessimists because they won't expect it back. <laughs> you know, the definition of pessimism is this. Out of all the worlds that exist, this is the worst of all of them. I just find it quite interesting that pessimists believe in other worlds. That's just quite optimistic to me. <laughs> there was this man who had this dog and they went out hunting one day and went out duck hunting and and these ducks and this dog walked out on the water and picked up these ducks walked out on the water and picked the ducks up and the hunter was like what this is awesome so all day just and this dog would walk out on the water to pick these ducks up well this guy was like this is unbelievable I've got to go tell my friends about this and so he went uh, back to all of his mates were and he had this pessimistic mate and he said hey you got to come and check out my new dog my new dog is unbelievable come and check him out let's go hunting so they took him out hunting and they get some ducks and and this dog walks out on the water and picks these ducks up and all day this dog is walking out on the water grabbing ducks from the water well they get all these ducks and they go home and on the way home the hunter goes so his pessimistic friend what do you think of my dog and his mate goes well he certainly can't swim (laughs) if we're just constantly negative 
if we're constantly negative, we're not going to see the good things in life, are we? We're not going to see the miracles that occur around us all the time. You know, being pessimistic. Uh, here's one. Uh, not him. <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm a bad thought. Uh, uh, fatalism. You know, fatalism uh, is this, that, ev- that everything is, is fate. My life is controlled by fate. I just think that that can be a negative thought, that, you know, nothing is in my control. I don't think that can bring life or hope one bit, you know, that uh, it was just fate that did that. And so I can't choose. Um, <sighs> I wasn't going to talk about this. It actually says, don't touch on this, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> and then Pastor John can correct my theology after I go. He can correct and steer us in the right path. Uh, I think we should steer away from what I call Christian fatalism. That uh, I'm sick, uh, must have been God's will. You know, God must want me sick. You know, let's just stay away from that kind of stuff. I think, I don't think God is out to hurt you. <laughs> you know, and, you know, uh, yes, God has a will, and but, you know, uh, uh, the you know, God wishes that none would perish, and and you know we have a choice, and so that's just my rant, and uh, my email is timsparkatlove.com. Don't send it to admin at Centro Church. Just send any things that you want to mention. Just send them to me, and uh, it must have been of God. So <laughs> that was a funny joke, but don't worry. <laughs> Defeatism, you know, just constantly defeated. You know, who remembers the story of the twelve spies that went into the promised land? You know, they come out of the desert, they're ready to go into the promised land and then 12 spies go into the land and what do they find? They find the place flowing with milk and honey, which just means, that's unreal, right? They find this beautiful place and yet they come back and 10 of them, uh, how was it? Oh, we can't win. <clears throat> they're not answering the question at all. <laughs> how was it? Was it amazing? Oh, we, we, we can't win. We're like grasshoppers in the eyes of those people. You know, we can't win. They would, who knows that they were defeated even before they went in. You know, and so, you know, what's interesting is Joshua and Caleb went in. They were the only two guys that said, no, we got this. We can do this. God's on our side. They had the right focus. You know, if we're just constantly thinking that we're defeated, you're right. You, you'll be right. Worry. You know, worry is bringing tomorrow's problems into today. And uh, I just don't think that worry can add anything. In fact, I think it takes away. Uh, it, it takes away from us. It takes away energy that we can use today to do good things because we're constantly focused on the bad things that can happen tomorrow. And uh, the key word there is can. You know, it, nothing might not. <laughs> Who's ever worried about something? Then you've got... Who's ever worried about something, then you got to the situation and there's nothing to worry about? Anyone? Isn't that quite funny? It's just like, oh, I didn't need to worry about that. Oh, well. You know. um, catastrophizing or awfulizing. You know, constantly thinking like this, uh, this is working for Donald Trump right now. You know, catastrophe. Everything ca- is going to be a catastrophe. It is a catastrophe. We love it. We love things being a catastrophe. But let me tell you this, it doesn't help us one bit. That's going to keep us down and defeated. Just constantly thinking that awful things are going to happen. And constantly 
makes us think, oh, I've got to do this, or, you know, uh, uh, um, it puts you into a state of worry because awful things are going to happen. It's just not a good thing to constantly think about. Blaming. Blaming is a bad thought. You know, Adam started the blame game. Who knows that? Adam started the blame game, and, uh, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, God comes and says, hey, what's, what, what happened? And then God says, oh, the woman that you gave me, you know, so he blames Eve, then he blames God, and then God says, Eve, what did you do? Oh, the snake, Eve blames the snake, and when you read the story, it's quite interesting to notice that when the snake was talking to Eve, Adam was right there, because it says that Adam turned, (laughs) you know, the snake was talking to Eve, Um, he was obviously distracted, Um, she was naked, that's probably why, so just a thought. Because so, what right man would allow his wife to keep a conversation with a talking snake? And, uh, <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> victim. Constantly thinking that I'm the victim. Um, let's just pause on this for a second. Um, some people are victims of horrendous things that have been done to them. Some people are victims. You can be a victim of something disgusting that maybe another human has done to you or something's happened there are victims but let me say this you could you could have something done to you but not allow it to still hold you i think there's two kinds of victims in fact i think there's people who have had their world rocked and some horrible things have happened to them but they don't allow that to keep themselves in a horrible position in life. Then then there are those who have allowed themselves to keep, in fact, they find their identity in what was done to them. You know, I, I think if we constantly think that I'm the victim, if we constantly think and allow it to hold our minds and our thoughts, we're not gonna allow our thoughts to think of good things, yeah? I think another one is perfectionism. Now, there's nothing wrong with making things right, but if we're constantly thinking that... See, perfectionism doesn't make you do good work. It it doesn't make you do things better. What perfectionism does is it causes you to never meet your own bar. That's what it does. And so in your own mind, you're not good enough even for yourself. And so we need to let that go. Um, Procrastination. Let's just stop and think about that for a moment. Who here suffers with procrastination? Hands will go up in about 10 minutes. (laughs) Rage, anger, you know. Uh, I heard it said um, that uh, when you get angry, like when you get viciously angry, you lose like an an insane amount of blood. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know if it leaves or rushes to your head, must rush to your head, uh, which clinically... Clinically, um, you become um, not normal <laughs> in your mind. And so when you're angry, when you're angry, you're not physically normal or mentally normal when you're angry. And so here's just some thoughts that we need to, when you're angry, just stop, just calm yourself down because you can't rationally think when you're angry. Um, here's one, addiction, you know, um, addiction. Have you ever... Um, 
made a decision or have you ever thought about something and then that thought quickly became an action even before you acted on it because of because of, of, of an addiction you know you see that if, if, if we're constantly thinking about the things that we're addicted to of course yes you're going to continually be addicted to it it's the focus of not thinking about it or when it comes in your head getting rid of it straight away and not thinking about it because your thoughts quickly become an action uh, comparison here's one comparison you know when we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people it's just it's just a bad thought um because you aren't that person you're yourself in fact you're the best yourself that there is you know and so comparing ourselves to other people it, it's just going to make us upset angry anxious and depressed because we are trying to convince ourselves to be someone else but we can't be someone else because you're you and so we just need to get that kind of thinking out you know that 75 percent of illnesses that plague us today they have a connection to do with our thought life unforgiveness you know thinking negatively what we think about affects us physically and emotionally. In fact, the average person has about 30,000 thoughts a day. 30,000 thoughts a day. And they've found that if we allow those 30,000 thoughts to be uncontrolled, it leads to about 1,500 types of sicknesses. Your thoughts are powerful, people. You know, things like unforgiveness, things like carrying hurt, anger. They found it leads to things like diabetes, cancers, asthmas, skin problems, and allergies. All because of the way that we think. All because of what we're focused on. You know, Paul says, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul says... Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Make it a habit. Keep your eyes on the ball, on what is true, on what is honorable, on what is right, on what is pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are worthy of praise. Notice Paul didn't say, think of things that are fact. Notice he didn't say that. He didn't say, think of things that are fact. He said, think of things that are true. See, the fact is that they killed Jesus. The fact is that they buried him. The fact is uh, that, 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 that he died. But let me tell you this. The truth is that Jesus rose again. The truth is that Jesus came back to life. You know, there might be some facts in your world right now, but let me tell you, the truth is that you have a God that sees and provides. You might have some facts right now, some relationships disintegrating in your life. Let me tell you this. The truth is that God makes relationships whole and restored. The fact might be this morning that you were made redundant the fact is that his name is Jehovah Jireh he sees it and he can provide the fact might be this morning that you might feel insignificant and insecure but the truth is this that you're called a kingdom of priests the truth is that you're called to be set apart that you're called to be chosen that you're called that you're made righteous that you're the son of God that you're a daughter of the king of kings and the lord of lords that you're protected that you're redeemed that you're given life through faith 
faith that you're accepted and you're blessed. There might be some facts in your life this morning, but let me tell you the truth that God is for you and not against you. Come on, someone give him some praise today. You know, when I go to the airport, you have to go through, you've got to take off everything metal, yeah? And I love, I love Pastor Sam's uh, thing about his health checks. That was just so funny. Uh, you go through these detectors and you know, you've got to take everything off and go through these things. You know, I think as Christians especially, but I just as people in general, I think we need to take our thoughts and take them through the Jesus detector or something. You know, find a Christ detector. Find someone in your life that you can throw your thoughts by and allow your thoughts to be detected. Hey, is this the right way of thinking? Uh, that is, that's not, get rid of it. Don't allow it to get on your plane. Don't, don't allow bad thoughts to define who you are. Just take the good ones. And I'll tell you what, you're going to find yourself taken off in life because of your thoughts, because of how you think, because of your focus. Amen? This morning you might be here and maybe you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And this morning, maybe it's the first time that you've heard that there is a God that loves you and wants the best for you and thinks good things about you and likes you. And this morning, I would love the opportunity to just introduce you to Him and and, and allow you to meet Jesus. We're going to just close all of our eyes this morning. And if you're here today and maybe you haven't accepted Jesus or maybe it's been a long time, maybe you've been away from Him and it's been a long time. And you're saying, Pastor Tim, I would love to just meet Christ or recommit my life to you. If that's you here this morning, can you just give me a quick wave just so I can pray for you? I want to pray with you this morning. Anyone here today? Just give me a quick wave. Thank you, sir. Anyone else here this morning saying, yeah, Pastor Tim, count me in this prayer. Count me in this prayer. Awesome. Let me just, let me just pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for that gentleman that has just made that decision, who has had that thought that I want to know you. I pray over him and pray over the rest of us that that this week we would encounter you, that this week we would think better, that Lord, this week we would be a great reflection of you. Holy Spirit, we love you and we want to be close to you. Um, amen. If you did put your hand up this morning or maybe you wanted to but didn't, if you could just do something brave for me and um, up the back after the service, someone is going to have a gift for you uh, to give you some information about our church um, and uh, we would love to connect with you. Let's all stand up this morning. Maybe you're here today and one of those words really hit home. One of those words that you saw really hit home. Um, I would love to just give an opportunity for you to think about something better, to think about something different. We're going to sing this uh, a song just in a moment and as we sing maybe pray a prayer maybe replace the thoughts maybe replace some identity things with what we're singing about this morning let me tell you this my world changed when I replaced my own perception of myself and replaced it with how God thought of me my world changed and the same thing can happen for you this morning. So as we sing this song, think of the words. What do they really mean?
How has my life changed because of how God sees me and how I see God? Amen. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this church. And I thank you that you've caused us, that you're calling us to be better thinkers. Lord, we want to go one step further. Lord, this week, when we see opportunities to speak life into people's situations, give us the right words that will bring life, light, and increase, Lord. Give us those right things to say that would bring hope into someone's hopeless situation. Lord, give us some words, God, that would bring help into someone's helpless situation. Holy Spirit, give us the words, give us the thoughts, give us the words to speak life where someone thinks there is no life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God some praise this morning.